Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Actress and singer Selena Jade was chronically shy as a child, and while her parents were in the movies, it never struck her as a career. And the island school student went off to the London School of Economics to study. Her father is Roy Horan, now a professor, but in a previous life, the bad white guy in Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan films. Like her father, Selena also excels at martial arts. Her breakthrough role was in Legendary Assassin, and she's gone on to star as Shadow in Arrow, which is filmed in Canada. She is a comic book character, and I knew that she was a fighter, a warrior. She was great with archery, so I kind of had an idea where the producers would go with it, and it was it was a Testing process. You know, the first episode was that, and then the second episode they tested my fighting skills. The next episode they gave me like a huge amount of lines to see if I could carry the lines, and her role grew. And now I've done twenty something episodes of Arrow, and it's been a great role. I wouldn't pick any other role on the entire series because it's a strong female role. She's a Zen character.、Um, you know, she's, she's always quoting Lao Tzu and Confucius, and she's very philosophical. And her and I've been so lucky because, you know, they killed her off. I was able to play her、um, kind of memories of her, not memories of her, but the evil subconsciousness of the bad guy, and also the hallucin like a good hallucination of the good guy. And I was playing them against each other, the antagonist and the protagonist. So it was an interesting psychology thing for me because when someone passes away, who was she really? Was she your memory of her or the other person's memory of her? And everyone remembers the same situation or the same story differently because we all have our, you know, kind of colored glasses of how we look at reality. So for me, that was really cool. So I played three characters or three versions of her, and then. And then in season three, the producers were like, "Now I want to introduce your twin, who is the same but different."、Um, so that's another version of of Shadow's character. So I think as an actor, I I can't complain. Let's go right back to your childhood. You were talking about your father. So can you tell me a little bit about his acting career and then what he then later went on to? Sure. So my dad,、um, funnily, and I, I always describe him like this, but he was the token bad white guy in the old Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee films. My dad's name's Roy Horan,、um, and basically, my father was an explorer. He was always interested in the meaning of life, and he tried to go to become a priest when he was a kid, and then decided that you know Catholicism wasn't really his thing. He graduated early from university because he's a genius. Decides to go to the Arctic to strip life to its basics to find the meaning of life, and then the Arctic Indians, after living there for two years, he came, kind of told him, and he came to the conclusion that the meaning of life is within. And he's like, "That sounds like Asian philosophy. I'm going to travel to、um, Japan, to Asia, to study Zen Buddhism." And I think he became like a Zen Buddhist monk, studied Shirenji Kempo, and、um, you know, martial arts and philosophy, Asian philosophy. And then after that, he traveled to Taiwan. He was learning Taekwondo, and some guy basically said, "Whoa, look! Here's a white guy who can fight. Do you want to be in a movie?" <laughs> Back in those days, and he thought, "Okay, you know, it's some money. Like, I'll do it." And but say how many token white bad guys <laughs> were there in those days? Right. And it's funny because it's always like the the Caucasian guy who is the bad guy in Chinese films, and then in, in Hollywood pictures, it was always the Asian person or the Russian, you know. Who's the bad guy?、Um, so it, it was funny, and for me, I never 
I still haven't watched his films because I was so traumatized. When I was six years old, I was watching TV and I saw my dad get hung. And so when he walked in the door, I was like, oh my God, he's a ghost. <laughs> I just saw you die, you know, not realize. So it just, it was so traumatizing that I was like, I don't want to see him die. He's always playing the bad guy. And my dad's the nicest person. <laughs> now, what was also interesting was his pseudo spoken role. The fact is that he does actually speak fluent Mandarin. Yeah, he speaks fluent Mandarin, but they would dub they would dub him, and I don't know if that's because back in the day they didn't have、um, sound, like you know, so everything was dubbed, and they just found some Chinese guy to dub him. Because back in those days, the dubbing, like they didn't really know what lines they were delivering, so he was told to say numbers emotionally. So he'd be like two, four, five, eight, seven, six, three, eight, four, two, five. You know, and then they would dub over that, and they would say like, "Say numbers angry, say numbers sad, say numbers happy," <laughs> and and that's what they dubbed over. So, I mean, sometimes I I think it would be kind of fun for people to just go through that footage and try to figure out what numbers he was spitting out at the time.、Um, it's just it's totally different. And actually, now if you go on YouTube, the best death scene in cinematic history, it's my dad and Jackie Chan fighting, and It's just hilarious, and I think it's 15 million views or something.、Um, it's hilarious. That's my dad. But then after all the acting, and he was in the film industry for a while doing distribution stuff. He's like, okay, now I'm going to study the brain to see how spirituality affects the brain and the relationship between science and spirituality, and also mindfulness and creativity. And then he became the kind of geeky person that he really is. <laughs> now, who's your mom, and how did he meet her? My mom is this lovely Chinese lady. Who was hired to spy on my father when he was working in a film distribution company by my dad's partner because he's like the white guy and Chinese people didn't trust the white people. <laughs> They're like, you know, I want to see what this guy is really about. So my mom was hired as my dad's secretary to spy on him. And the way my dad tells the story is when my mom came in for the interview, there was another girl that came in as well. He realized that she had zero secretarial skills. Zero. They all went to have lunch, and he had decided he's not going to hire my mom at the time. Someone asked about the difference between Taiwanese women and China, and Hong Kong women, right? And some some guy was saying Taiwanese women are a lot better than Hong Kong women. And my mom came in and just completely took <laughs> took them down. Was like, how do you know about Hong Kong women? Just like took the guy down. My dad was like, whoa. So when he went back to his partner, and the partner was like, well, who do you want to hire as a secretary? He said, "Well, Christina has absolutely no secretary skills, but I, I want her as my secretary because she's not a secretary; she's a boss. Like this woman talks like, you know, a boss, and I think she would be really great for our business." So my mom ended up being his partner and doing all like negotiations. She was working for China Co-Production Group when they did Crouching Tiger, and she helped with doing all the co-production negotiations and. Coming up with the cast using Chai Yun Fat instead of Jet Li, and so she's she's I like to call her like a dragon lady, like she's like a full-on dragon lady, and、um, and but with a great heart, like very very philanthropic, very philosophical. You said that you started in Chinese films, so tell me, what's it like to to work in a mainland production? It is completely different in China, especially. It's very hierarchical in terms of、uh, how how things work, and it's funny because when you know I did this short film、um, 
at some point with Sebastian Vettel, who's a Formula One world champion. And it was an English production shooting in Shanghai. And there was a lot of tension between the two because of the West's inability to understand Chinese culture. The producer would go to the makeup lady and say, hey, do you know where I can get some tea? It's totally normal, like, you know, no no bad intentions or anything. And that would be very offensive to the makeup lady because that is not her role. And you never step out of your role. Um, you know, you have to go and ask the tea lady who is in some ways a lower rank than the makeup, the head of makeup. So it's, it's a very different way of doing things. And you have to understand and work in that culture of respect of the different roles and their, their definitions. It's really incredible. Like when it comes to action, there's no place that does action better than Asia, Hong Kong, China. I think it's a great training ground as an actor to do before going to the West because when I first worked in, in Vancouver in the U.S., I was like, well, this is easy. <laughs> you know, yeah. everything's so kind of protected and, and stuff like that. Tell me more about your singing. Oh, my singing. I did recently... Um, like record some songs with Jonathan Wong, who's a local Hong Kong artist. And uh, what language do you sing in? In Mandarin, yeah. I could sing in Cantonese, but there's really, it's a small market, so Mandarin, English. Yeah. <laughs> and in terms of your own um, identity, I mean, are you very comfy in all, or would you say that, that you veer more towards one than the other? Um, I, I'm pretty comfy in both English and Chinese. I mean, I went to Chinese school for most of my life. I didn't go to an international school until I was 14, 15. Um, so yeah, I, I feel comfortable. I'm definitely confused. Like, you know, being mixed, you're, you're always confused because to the American person, you're Chinese and then to the Chinese person, you're American. So it's like, it's never that perfect fit into an identity. But, you know, growing, now that I'm a little older, I feel that you know, I like that. So which school did you go to? I went to Marymount, um, and then I went to Island School. And music really became my thing. Like, I studied music, and I loved singing, and I felt comfortable. That was my way of connecting with people. My first performance was at the G8 Summit in Okinawa, which that was my first ever onstage performance. So it really kind of helped me get over a lot of fear <laughs> or stage fright. I was really thrown into the deep end in the beginning. But um, they wanted me to quit school to to sing full-time. And my parents are really supportive. Like, they've never been parents that tell me what to do. They would always be my advisory board, so to speak. And ultimately, I just decided that I wasn't really becoming someone I admired. Like, I wasn't becoming the singer that I really looked up to. It was just, you know, I was singing somebody else's songs, and it was kind of a techno dance thing, which was not really my type of music. And I didn't feel that I was really particularly inspiring. I mean, it was entertaining, but I was like, if I do this for 10 years, when am I going to do it 24, you know? So I told my parents, I was like, okay, I want to terminate the contract and continue studying. And that's what led me to study management, economics, finance in um, London School of Economics. When I left LSE, came back to Hong Kong, I still had the music bug. I signed to a subsidiary of EMI and... Um, it was then that my manager said to me, hey, your dad's this awesome like actor, martial arts actor. Can you fight? That, he didn't say, can you act? He said, can you fight? And I was like, I can fight. And he's like, well, why don't you audition for this role? Um, they're looking for the lead actress for a movie called Legendary Assassin, which is a big fight film, like kung fu film. I was like, okay. Like... Not thinking anything of it, just thinking I'm going to go and fight. You know, and that, that was quite a big film. Yeah, and 
and I, you know, when they told me after two weeks, they called me up, you know, Paco said, you got it. I was like, what? Got what? Like, I just, it never occurred to me that I could get a lead actress in a movie. You know, I've done some modeling, but that's not acting. That's, you know, that's modeling. <laughs> um, I actually tried to convince them out of using me because I said, I can't bring in box office numbers. Like, my economics hat was coming on. I was like, I can't bring in, you know, numbers in the box office. And I was like, the arch lies in my character because Wu Jing, who's the lead actor, is a great... He's the national champion of Wushu in China. So, which meant the story really laid in my character so I was like if I muck this up like all of your investment's going to go down the drain and your role was and my role was basically his love interest and it's it's a story it's a love story it's an action film but it's a love story b- between a policewoman and a policewoman and a, a and an assassin so because um, she didn't know and then she knew but and I remember calling up my only actor friend um at the time saying I got this role what do I do and he was like well take it and I was like but if I do badly this is forever on Google <laughs> you know everyone's not going to take me seriously and say oh you're that person that movie that you know that really bombed because you just you were awful <laughs> you know I just kept thinking of that kid that would freeze on stage um, because I just didn't feel I was I had it and he said Selena have you ever convinced someone of a lie and I was like yeah I've had my rebellious days (laughs) and then he said well if you can convince somebody of a lie you can do it so I took it on as as a research project I read every book that I could read on acting and I went to police academy to observe how police talk and walk and I just fully threw myself into that role and it, it ended up being a successful film so that's what kind of put me into the acting world I had no idea (laughs) if you told me you know 20 years ago or 15 years ago that I'd be an actor I was too shy actress and singer Selena Jade who recently starred in the film Skin Trade about human trafficking thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage